98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines. Carrie Lam says Hong Kong has nothing to fear from the Greater Bay Area plan. Golfers fight back over a plan to use part of the Fan Link course for homes. And lawmakers reject invoking LegCo's investigatory powers in the Hong Hum Station affair. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says Hong Kong won't be assimilated into the mainland through its participation in the Greater Bay Area Development Plan. She says by joining the project, the SAR will become an active participant in the area's development rather than acting only as a connector between the mainland and the world. Damon Pang reports. Carrie Lam says she can dismiss concerns raised by some people as the plan won't weaken Hong Kong's independent customs status nor blur the difference between the SAR's unique system and the mainland under the one country, two systems principle. Mrs. Lam says central government officials had stressed many times that they would stick to the principles of one country, two systems and maintain Hong Kong's high degree of autonomy while implementing the development of the Greater Bay Area. And when the officials attending the symposium on a Greater Bay Development Plan in Hong Kong had exactly the same message. Lin Yanxiu, a vice minister at the National Development and Reform Commission, said officials would make no changes to one country to system principles in Hong Kong and Macau. And he stressed that the development plan had to follow the constitution and the basic laws of the two SARs. Meanwhile, Mrs. Lam said taking part in the plan would enhance Hong Kong's status as an international hub for finance, trade, logistics and aviation. The Hong Kong leader said the SAR needed to join in because its advantages as an international city have been narrowing in the face of more stringent challenges and stronger competition globally. Outside the venue, a small group from the League of Social Democrats staged a protest against the Greater Bay Area Initiative. They say the plan will put Hong Kong's economy in Beijing's control. Former lawmaker Lam Guok Hong accused the chief executive of selling out the SAR by using taxpayers' money to fund infrastructure that benefits the mainland, not Hong Kong. Bit by bit, Carrie Lam will just uh, cutting Hong Kong like uh, many slices. It's like a salami. If 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 the the people from Beijing or Shenzhen and and Guangdong come here and I. Sure, I serve you the salami. It's just, and then you turn back, take Hong Kong as a, 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 a salami and then cut a piece of it. Don't you think it's tasty? That's what he, she did. Separately, about 30 protesters gathered outside the hotel where the symposium was taking place to complain that they'd lost hundreds of thousands of dollars they'd invested in a mainland property project. They say the property scheme in Jiangmen, one of the cities covered by the Greater Bay Area Initiative, was never completed. They say Macau Chief Executive Fernando Che had been used to promote the project, though Mr. Che had previously denied any involvement. The chairman of the government's land supply task force, Stanley Wong, says he believes the SAR will be able to meet its long-term land needs as long as the government follows through on the eight options his group put forward. He was speaking after the administration agreed to accept the task force's recommendations yesterday. I'm sure if we embark on all these uh, ongoing initiative, as well as the recommended uh, land supply options, at least I, I would say we, we should be hopeful that at least in the medium to long term, with a consistent supply of land, we should be able to meet our forecast demand in, in the future. And that's exactly what uh, and how the government reacted. 
And Mr Wong says the government's decision to take only one-fifth of the Fanling Golf Course for housing may only be a temporary reprieve. He says no land lease lasts forever and the future land supply situation will be a major consideration when it comes to the fate of the remaining 140 hectares of the course. All government lands were bound to have a certain lease period. And therefore, I think in the very distant future, considering the perhaps, you know, the land situation in Hong Kong, considering the needs for, for, for housing and other users in Hong Kong, uh, there may be some other consideration uh, in the distant future. But at least I would say in the short run, the government is going to focus on the short to medium term option first. Meanwhile, members of the Hong Kong Alliance of Golfers will present a petition to the government this afternoon in protest at plans to take back 32 hectares of the Fanling Golf Course for housing. Group spokesman Kenneth Lau says he wants to meet Development Secretary Michael Wong to try to persuade him to reverse the decision and to discuss the development of the sport. We sent our request to Mr. Wong. We want to meet him for a couple of times, but, but never get a solid reply. That's why we want to give the uh, petition letter uh, this afternoon and hope we can really meet him. I do my best. I give all the information, and if the government at the end of the day makes a decision and they, they will not change, and they, they will not change. I will keep meeting officials and giving all the other reasons to keep the Hong Kong golf course. There's better news for other Hong Kong sports clubs, which will continue to pay cheap rates for their prime sites after the government released the results of a consultation on private recreational leases. The clubs and their wealthy patrons have often been criticised for getting a sweet deal from the taxpayer. Here's Robert Kemp. The Home Affairs Bureau consultation covered 24 private clubs and nearly 30 facilities for sports, which included golf, sailing and cricket. Bureau said the government would renew the lease for the remaining 140 hectares of Fanling Golf Course until June 2027 for a nominal fee to help develop the sport. The government had earlier said it would take 32 hectares of the Fanling Course for public housing. Another famous Hong Kong club, the Royal Hong Kong Yacht Club, will have its Che Keng Tuk site renewed at a nominal price. But the government is still undecided on whether to demand one-third of market value of the land when renewing leases. In the consultation, over 90% oppose this, saying it would push up membership and make the clubs more elite. Lawmakers have narrowly rejected a motion to invoke LegCo's special powers to investigate missing safety inspection documents and unauthorized changes to construction at the MTR's Hongham station. The proposal was rejected by 30 votes to 26, with four abstentions. It's the sixth time a motion to look into construction problems on the Shatin to Central link has failed. Civic Party lawmaker Tanya Chan, who tabled the proposal, says she hopes the Director of Audit would look into financial aspects of the project so LegCo's Public Accounts Committee, or PAC, can look into it. PAC, uh, in fact, have got the same power as the Select Committee, but at the same time, the PAC has its own uh, terms of reference or the authority that they can use. So um, it's bound by the terms of reference. So uh, we can only look into the matters that have been mentioned by the uh, Audit Commission and uh, whether uh, the government has uh, used uh, the, monthly, uh, the public money sensibly. Uh, but of course, we can make suggestions on whether how, uh, how they can improve the system or, or how they can make more efficient use of uh, public money. Hong Kong children have given the education system a failing grade, complaining that it focuses too much on academic performance. 
In a survey by the Alliance for Children Development Rights and Youth Policy Advocators, some 460 secondary school pupils and recent graduates gave the education system an average rating of just two out of five. More than half of the respondents believed intense pressure from the education system had an indirect link to a rising number of child suicides. Naomi Ho, the alliance's youth organizer, said the government should promote vocational training as well as academic studies. The low score really shows that the education structure has too much problem. Over 90% of the students, they are telling the government to evaluate the educational structure in the whole picture. They need the other way to have their own development, not only the academic performance. So we would like to say multiple education is very important. However, the current multiple education, the performance is very unsatisfactory. So we would like to urge the government to put more resources to the applied learning courses. A huge fire in a densely populated area of the Bangladeshi capital, Dhaka, has killed at least 60 people. Many others have been injured, some severely burned. Officials say the number of dead could increase. The BBC's Brenda Marshall reports. The fire broke out in a multi-storey building containing a chemical warehouse and homes in the old town. As flames spread to neighbouring buildings, firefighters from 30 stations were at the scene. The cause of the blaze is not yet clear, but flammable chemicals, plastics and gas cylinders in the building ensured it took hold rapidly. Bangladesh has a poor record on fire safety. A devastating fire in the same area nine years ago claimed the lives of more than 120 people, but the promised relocation of chemical warehouses in the area has made little progress. The French President Emmanuel Macron has described a recent rise in anti-Semitism in France and other Western countries as the worst since the Second World War. In a speech in Paris to Jewish groups, he said it was time for action. The BBC's Lucy Williamson is in Paris. President Macron arrived at the annual dinner for Jewish leaders amid a spate of anti-Semitic attacks in France. Anti-Zionism was a modern form of anti-Semitism, he said, and France would apply the definition adopted by the International Holocaust Remembrance Alliance. There's been a 74% increase in reported attacks against Jews in France. In the past few months, graves and memorials have been vandalised, individuals attacked and shops daubed with graffiti, including the German word Juden. The British Prime Minister Theresa May has had another inconclusive meeting in Brussels on securing better terms for leaving the European Union. She and the European Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker said their talks had been constructive. The EU has repeatedly said it won't reopen the withdrawal deal agreed last November. Mrs May went to Brussels hours after three MPs quit the governing Conservatives in protest at her handling of Brexit. She said she was disappointed to see them go. I'm saddened by the decision that three former members of my party have taken today. They have given dedicated service to our party and I thank them for it. Of course, the question of the UK's relationship with the European Union has been a source of disagreement in my party and also in the country for a long time and leaving the European Union after over 40 years was never going to be easy. The U.S. Central Bank, the Federal Reserve, says U.S. growth this year will step down from last year's rapid pace. In the minutes of its policy meeting late last month, it also highlighted global risks, including those from tense trade relations. Currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 110.75 yen, the euro standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 13 cents, the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 23 cents. 
A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,662. That's 145 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $59 billion. Sports, here's Adam Jung. We start with football and Manchester City's dramatic victory in the European Champions League. Raheem Sterling scored a last-minute winner as 10-man Manchester City came from behind to beat Schalke 3-2 in their last 16 first-leg match in Germany. Sergio Aguero opened scoring before two controversial penalties gave Schalke the lead, but after being reduced to 10-man, Leroy Sané scored against his former side to level things up. Sterling found the net in the closing moments, and this was his reaction. Um, yeah, it was a really tough game today. You know, I thought we made it difficult for ourselves at times. Um, but at the same time, you know, we, we stuck together, even going down to 10 men, stuck together, um, stuck with the game plan. And, you know, I was just happy to, to get the win in the end. City will host a second leg in Manchester on the 12th of March. Their manager, Pep Guardiola, is happy with the win, but says his team still need to improve. It was a great result. We gave the first penalty, we gave the second penalty, we we gave the red card, so that competition is is not good to many things, so still we are not ready to, to fight for the last stages, so that is a reality. In Spain, Atletico Madrid claimed a big victory over Juventus. That was thanks to two goals from their central defenders. Here's the BBC Steve Crossman. Yeah, it's finished Atletico Madrid 2 Juventus nil. So a massive mountain for Allegri's side to climb in the second leg. Their two Uruguayan central defenders got the goals for Atletico. Uh, Jose Jimenez with the first. It was quite scrappy after a corner from Thomas Lamar. And the second, Diego Godin. Um, they more than deserved it. It would have been 4 nil had Morata's goal been given, which was ruled out by VAR. There was one game in the Europa League. Sevilla were 2-0 winners at home to Lazio. Arsenal hosts Bate Borisov in the Europa League tonight. The Gunners trail 1-0 going into their last 32 second leg at the Emirates. Chelsea hold a 2-1 lead over Melmo ahead of their match at Stamford Bridge. In cricket, England beat the West Indies in the first of five one-day internationals in Barbados. The home side posted 360 for 8 from their 50 overs with Chris Gale scoring 135. In reply, sentries from Jason Roy and captain Joe Root saw England pull off a one-day run chase record. The visitors went on to win by six wickets with eight balls to spare. Earlier this month, West Indies beat England 2-1 in the Test Series. And finally, in basketball, and a tough break for the Philadelphia 76ers. Joel Embiid will sit out for at least a week with a sore left knee. An MRI revealed no structural damage, and the All-Star Center will be re-evaluated next week. Embiid is averaging over 27 points and 13 rebounds per game, with the Sixers currently fifth in the Eastern Conference. And that's your look at sports. Adam Jung reporting. To end the news, our top stories once again. Carrie Lam says Hong Kong has nothing to fear from the Greater Bay Area plan. Golfers fight back over a plan to use part of the Fanling course for homes. And lawmakers reject invoking LegCo's investigatory powers in the Hong Hum Station affair. The news from RTHK.